Hi, you guys, Ninchin Imani family. It's your host, Mark Karaki. Excited to bring another exciting episode of the podcast. This week, I had the privilege of sitting down with Mr. Brian Mogheni, co-founder and CEO at Wowzy, an exciting startup that is breaking new ground in bringing social commerce to the world. Essentially, what they're doing is they're monetizing word of mouth. And this podcast is amazing. First of all, Brian's story uh, is just so much, so many nuggets to pick from, uh, from his experience. Uh, he, he, he has a very diverse background, somebody who originally actually wanted to be a professional football player. And then uh, his journey through um, tech innovation, entrepreneurship, and many different startups that he worked at, and all the way to making the decision to jump into entrepreneurship. We only got through half the story in this particular episode, and we're going to be recording part two later on, because this gentleman has so many exciting anecdotes and stories to share that are full of insights and full of just um, inspiration and the way he connects the dots is just fascinating. So this is this is one of those uh, episodes that you will you will definitely draw deep from, and I'm sure just like me, you will not be able to wait for part two of the episode. So enjoy the podcast. Hey, Mr. Mogheni, Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, been a long time coming. We've we've postponed this once before, and. I'm super glad that we can actually get this done. Uh, your story is, is one that needs to be told and heard well, with uh, the ecosystem and for those coming uh, behind us to actually learn from your experience. I love I love what you guys are doing. I think you and your co-founder are, are an amazing team and can't wait to, to hear more about this. So first question I have for you is, Brian, I mean, look, you're an entrepreneur right now building a high growth, amazing, exciting company. Was entrepreneurship always on the cards for you? I mean, growing up, what did you want to become when you were when you were a kid? Um, so yeah, growing up, uh, I've looked at three jobs um, that were well. Apart from telling my mom and dad I wanted to be a pilot, a pastor, an astronaut. <laughs> Is that order? <laughs> it depends on the on the setting. Um, I would do that just to please them and get what I want, but. Generally, for me, the, the three careers that I think I would have always been doing. Um, the first one is a, a professional footballer. Um, football oh, wow. was my first love. Um, Same here, man. I That's actually, crazy. Are you serious? So we should play. We should play football. I play on Wednesdays and uh, Fridays. So if we could play. You need to let me know where. Uh, it's been a while since I've, 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 I've pulled on a pair of studs or... Uh, but I've been thinking about it, Brian. And so we need to do that. Where do you play? We play on Wednesdays at Jaffrey's um, at, six, at cool. six p.m. Great group nice, of guys. Nice pitch. Um, so yeah. on the on this on the side, I'll, I'll I'll make sure we add you to the group. Um, but yeah, football would be my first uh, one of the three, you know, jobs uh, if I was to say that I, I'll do. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up, I think I actually uh, played for Huddersfield Town Academy uh, in the UK. Oh, so cool. that's that's. I look at sport. I look at business as a sport. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the things that uh, and the core values of what I do today as an entrepreneur, I picked from from football, from my upbringing, and, and, and 
and and you know you you know you're playing academy football. I've got friends who have played for my new for Sheffield for this for that. Amazing. Uh, yeah. We were we we're being trained by an ex England coach, and some of the things I picked there were you know hard work, teamwork, discipline, learning to win, learning to lose, um, and those came from football. So right. football being would be my first uh, my first other job. Secondly, if if I was not an entrepreneur, um, I would I would love to have one of the jobs for the guys for Top Gear. <laughs> Probably okay. driving cars and... <laughs> uh, 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 and making the best jokes, man, uh, and and just being free. <laughs> okay, I, and then other than that, I'd be an entrepreneur. Um, so entrepreneurship is something that's, that's always been, I think, generally in me. Um, I've stemmed from an entrepreneurial family from my grandmother to my to my dad to myself um mm -hmm. my career before wowzy has been in entrepreneurship pretty much right. everything i did apart from my uh, accenture stint was been in entrepreneurship and uh yeah it started way back it started way back uh, i recall big you know at the same time i was playing football i was about 13 years old. Um, I, I spent half of my upbringing in Kenya, half of it in the UK. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom would actually, we would stay in a, in a you know, general middle class area. My mom was a nurse. Mm -hmm. And uh, she didn't want me and my brother to hang around the, the what, if you call it, what, the boys in the hood. The rough mix. <laughs> so she took us to school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She took us, she took us to school on the other side of town. Um, I remember being in my gay group, we were 143 people and we were three, you know, uh, let me say guys of, guys of color. Uh, yeah, three black guys, just call us straight as three. Three black guys, <laughs> not on the podcast, so, <laughs> uh, so three black guys and, uh, and, uh, um, so right. I had to commute through town through the CBD, this is in Leeds in England, and uh, through, the, through the other side of town to go to school. So every day I would have to go through town to get home. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, actually, I actually, and those days now I'm playing football, of course, you know, you wanna, you wanna look good, you wanna have the best trainers and everything. Of course, your mom is doing a lot for you. Uh, my dad had passed when I was about nine years old. Mm -hmm. So, as I go to school, I would get like about 150, what, no, not 150, 150 pounds um, mm -hmm. every single day. To do, just as pocket money and some money to use on the bus. I have my bus card. So what I would do with that one pound mm -hmm. on my way back. A pound 50. You said 150 pounds. You mean a pound 50? Yeah, a pound 50, a pound 50. Uh, I, would, I would use the 50p for just maybe get myself a snack in school or something. Then the mm -hmm. pound, I would save it. And uh, on my way back from school, I'd pass by the pound shop and then I'd yeah. buy a big bag of sweets. Um, nice. So I'd buy a big <laughs> bag of sweets with like 50 lollipops. I put it in my bag. Then uh -huh. I go to school the next day, I sell those sweets. Um, I, I literally used to sell two lollipops and I would make my pound back. And then I have wow. like 25 more. <laughs> Literally, uh, <laughs> you are so every, you are that straight hustler from 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 jump. <laughs> every every single day, I would go home with ten pound. Literally, wow. like wow. I, I would spend a pound. I go home with ten pound. I put the nine pound in my little piggy bank. I carry the next pound like, like that every single day. Wow. Um, and without 
and it, it even girls were actually my best customers. I even remember like when it gets like 3, 40 PM and people are going home, I'm like, okay, my lollipops are not 50 P anymore. They're 25 P who wants, I have a few years. <laughs> um, at that same time, at that same, at that same time, I'm actually, uh, you know, playing academy football. So, you know, two mm -hmm. times a week, I'm going to Huddersfield to trade. Um, Lit like that was my life. Go to school, sell the sweets, go trade, go home, do your homework, go like that. Saturday comes, go trade. Sunday, get on the bus, go go play a game, go play Nottingham, right. go play Liverpool, go play these guys. Um, so yeah, within a short time, I actually used to have a lot of money, and <laughs> and uh, I, I would actually go buy myself the football boots that my mom would say are too expensive. I'll buy her passion juice. Um, I'll nice. buy myself juice. So that's where it started. That's where, mm. that's where yeah. I really started. Uh, yeah. And then since then it's, it's, it's just been a natural trajectory. Yeah. My amazing story. This is probably the best. What did you want to become when you grew up and was entrepreneurship part of the journey stories I've, I've ever heard of the podcast, uh, potential yeah, profession for professional football player to sweets, to lollipop hustler to now, like, this is so cool. You're going to say, yeah. Yep. Yep. And I, I, football, I would love to still be a professional footballer if my legs allow, uh, uh maybe, maybe I can be a pro <laughs> with Mark as we played my friends, but yeah, even the, 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 the top gear show that maybe that, that could be something I could do that. I really love, I love what they do. Uh, but yeah. you know what, yeah, that's my I, I think we live in a time right now where people can have multiple careers. True. You know, True. At once Wowzy is, is done and, and you're out of that, who knows? You could have a TV show, the top gear of, 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 of Africa. Why not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think something that I actually, that is close to my heart is, uh, I want to become a football coach, um, for, you know, probably like, a like really, really talented footballers. Uh, I don't know the age group that I'll start with, probably from under seven, under sevens to probably under 16, somewhere there. Um, I want to coach. Um, so I tell all my friends, my cousins, the ones who are having little boys, I'm like, let these lads grow a little bit. I will run them up and Saturdays I'll be, they'll come to trade because that's something I'm very passionate about. I actually want to become a coach, um, for football, for, for young kids. Cause it's, it's. I, I could see what it did to me. I could see the, the people who were coaching me when I was growing up, um, uh, shouting in my face <laughs> and they really care about me. <laughs> um, and, uh, I would love to extend that to other people. Um, I think the, the values, the skills that you learn, um, uh, in sport and in football, uh, go beyond that. Um, so sure. that's, that's something that I'm being very intentional about, um, uh, that I will do together with Wildly and also after I was here. Fantastic. Listen, man, let me bring this home to you. So I personally, uh, soccer was my dream to play professional football was my dream. And when I was, when I was growing up and, uh, the thing that I, the calculus I made was I was, I enjoyed the sport a lot. Uh, I was decent at it. And I was like, man, you know, I had to find a way to make it pay beyond just, okay, you've done high school and, and then you forget about your sports day and sports, sports life. And, you know, I, it's, it's how I was able to go to the U.S. I, I, was, I got a sports scholarship, soccer scholarship, full ride, and I was able to go and actually awesome. make football pay for something in my life and extend it beyond just uh, high school. So I played 
quote unquote semi-professional uh, in the sense that it paid my education. It, it made it, it made it opened a door for me, so to speak. Um, and it actually yeah. did the same for me. It really did the same for me. Um, it's uh, I think you know my co-founder Mike says uh, there's a saying that uh, that's I've carried it and I actually say it all the time now. But you only connect the dots backwards. And uh, when I also look back, um, yeah, football and what I did and the way I did it very well at a very young age actually really helped me even after I stopped playing football. Um, mm-hmm. The the relationship, yeah. So I I really resonate to that and I understand that. It. Yeah, that's amazing to hear. Yeah, you're getting me fired up, man. I'm 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 coming to play with you guys uh, from, from next Sundays. Is it, you said Wednesdays and, and, and Fridays? Wednesdays and Fridays. Wednesdays are Jaffrey's Fridays on Rapture, but probably a couple of Wednesdays. Uh, I'm sure the first Wednesday you come, the next day you wake up like a log, but uh, Wednesday <laughs> I afternoon. Know. <laughs> I know. I'll, say, I'll try and take it easy, but I'm excited. This is great. Um, so anyway, let's, let's dive into the story. I mean, this is this is why I love doing this podcast because you just never know where stories will take you and what you learn uh, about people and share with the world. And so, you know, looking at your career trajectory, you talked about um, entrepreneur, a very interesting word uh, that we'll unpack here. So when I look at your trajectory career-wise, um, and before we go get to that, so what did you study in, 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 in uni? Did you go to uni? What was your trajectory education before pre, 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 pre-work life? Yep. So yeah, my education. So I, I, I'm, I'm actually also a saints guy. I love St. Mary's. I love the culture from saints. Uh, uh, when my mom retired, I was the, I'm the last born. Uh, my, my siblings are still abroad, uh, to my sisters in the UK, my brothers in Malaysia. So when I retired, I came back with her. Um, and then I went to saints after that, I went now to to do A levels, then after that I, I went to SAU and I studied international business. Um, I did a double concentration in management and entrepreneurship, and it was it was the, my education that I found it actually better than what I expected when I went there. Um, mm-hmm. One of the main accolades I got as a surprise is in my first year I got the top GPA. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> out of twelve hundred students. I didn't believe it when I told them that the, they, they literally called me and told me uh, I'm playing FIFA in the hostel after class. And then I get called. I'm like, Brad, there's an event next week. You've won an award. Uh, you need to show up. I mean, I've, play, I've pressed pause. Yeah, I've pressed pause. I'm playing my friend. And I'm like, and me, after, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. After I hang up, I'm like, I tell Davis, my friend, I'm like, how can I win a competition I've not entered? This must be just a prank. <laughs> You know, I didn't enter myself, so yeah. So I didn't take it seriously, yeah. And then uh, the, I just moved on. Then the next week, the actual award didn't even happen. I did, I did shop because I didn't know it was happening because I didn't take it seriously. And uh, then I get called by my friends like Brian, you won, you won, you won. Um, that was one of my main highlights. We also won the the university uh, football league across East Africa with all the referees oh, against cool. us. You uh, said so you had a team like yeah. that. We are the only, we are the last guys who won, by the way. We're the last guys okay. who won. Uh, I have a few medals here uh, from that. Um, 
I love sport actually. Even when I was playing football and I was growing up, I did athletics. I was I was I've been geared up to go for Olympics. So I, I really love sport. But yeah, that's what I studied, management and entrepreneurship. Uh, that was what I concentrated in. Um, I started working very early in my career. Um, so before I actually went to uni, I did an internship at Accenture, uh, where I was an intern to a very senior consultant um, who was helping the government of Kenya transition from providing their services in the old manual way to the digital you know, experience that we have today, which is Huduma. So, right. you know, I was 18. I'm... I'm following, I'm putting on a suit. I'm following this lady. She told, she was earning $900 a day. I was like, what? Holy God. <laughs> you know, I'm being picked up in a cab. I'm going to like my breakfast, lunch. I'm in big boardrooms. Even now I'm, I'm in the corner just right. And I did an aptitude test online to just, and I, and then they got, I got it. And, uh, oh. and then, uh, yeah, that really opened my eyes because after I have a day with her, and then at, at like 5 p.m., I go hang around with my boys, you know, because we've just all finished high school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, wow. So it, that, that really opened my eyes. Um, I was still doing my own little business on the side. Um, but in my second year in uni, after we won now the football league, I felt like there's, there must be more, you know. Uh, okay, we've won the league. There's nowhere else we're going to go, you know, in the Western League. It's, it's very... First and foremost, poorly organized. It's, it's it's just the team that actually carries you there, you know. It's a, it's a so, poor excuse for a league. <laughs> it's just passionate. Yeah. You guys want to play. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's literally it. That is it. <laughs> uh, and a bus driver will drive you somewhere to play. That's it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, after that, I, I, I wanted to do more. Um, I was doing five classes, more than people are doing. I needed. So, I went to the school notice board. I... I saw some jobs I applied. Funny enough, one of the jobs that I applied for was for Rocket Internet. <laughs> and oh, I did wow. say Rocket Internet. Yeah. Uh, this is when Rocket Internet was actually coming into Kenya. Uh, right. So I joined Rocket Internet as an intern. Uh, I literally recall being in the office in Packer House with Sasha Pobrenyak, with, you know, the way I am on the ground with my team sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. like, they were literally like that. Like they were putting out fires, doing strategy, everything. Like, and then now, you know, you can see what they've done. Um, so I joined, I joined uh, now Africa Internet Group as it was setting up very early or in their month two uh, as an mm-hmm. intern. I, within a year and three months, I was pretty much second to the MD. And this is a company that has experts, that has people who go to school somewhere. Uh, I'm very young, even right now. <laughs> you know, so that, that's where, that was my first, uh, you know, entrance to entrepreneurship. We were actually uh, now, and, and what Rock Internet does, you know, find technology that works in developed markets, deploy in emerging markets, scale it. Right. Ex- Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the guys who were behind Jumia and, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So those days, now there was Jumia, there was Jovago, there was uh, you know Hello Food, there was Kikemu. I was now in the Easy Taxi team. I'm probably yeah. very sure you might know Easy Taxi. Um, I've heard of them. Yeah, we do. And Easy Taxi today is Cabify. Uh, it's it's very yeah. strong in the in the larger markets. It's done yeah, yeah, yeah. Acquisitions. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's where it started. I remember, yeah, launching, you, you know, our task was you have this product, it's beautiful. I loved it. I was so fascinated about it because, you know, after growing outside, you know, my first six months back in Kenya, I had, just like, I had like the worst culture shock. 
like six months. I I recall, uh, no, I'm being sent to the shop to buy bread. And then that time my accent is very strong. <laughs> so You're an English lad. I, I, could just, I, I, could just, I could just see that, you know, like I just get boxed in this place because I speak like this. So I didn't like that. And mm. I'm trying to buy bread in Swahili. And I, I need like three, four, five words. I have three. So it, so I had a massive culture shock. So, you know, after I had <laughs> certain guys that. How, how old were you at the time? 18 or 17? I was 16. I was 16. I was 16. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, after I have uh, experienced that, and then I, I, I got, I, just, I, I appreciated the chaos, you know. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, and I, and I loved it and I saw opportunity and I saw like, this is like, it's just, you can do so much here, so much faster. Right. This is right. so much to be done. Uh, right. so after having that experience, you know, when I saw his taxes, I was like, wow. And then, you know, the tax experience, those days was like the most gangster business you could ever do. Oof, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they would look at you, you know, if you check a card, they look at how you're dressed. Or if, if you're going current, 1200 or 3000. So pricing based on your destination and your attire. Yeah. And your attire, literally, that's it. And it, these guys would have big forwards and they would carry my three passengers and they would make like 8,000 a day, you know, which was like a very lucrative job for them. So we're coming in to tell these, and they have really crappy cars. We're coming to tell these guys, like, look, you're going to fast. And like I, I look at deploying digital businesses, I think we're the best. They, like my mom is on TikTok right now. My mom and my <laughs> seven-year-old nephew at a family gathering are on TikTok doing this. I'm like, even I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's fascinating. Cross-generational. It's amazing. That shows you what TikTok have done. They've gotten my 63-year-old mom. It's not just mine. Probably a few people in my team, their dads, they're all on TikTok. Because they just... So, yeah. So, we were deploying technology, you know, in this... First and foremost, these guys didn't even have smartphones. So first thing you have to tell the guy is get a smartphone. They didn't know how to put data. They, ha- they had crappy phones. We, they were charging what they want. We were here telling them, you know, the first price per kilometer that we set was 100 shillings. Right now it's 27, oh. 23. Literally. Okay. And they so just thought, why? Of course, because you were you are, you are, you are trying to, you know, impinge in their business model and their lives. I mean. That's, that's, it makes no difference. So had, had Uber moved in at the time or was Uber still before Easy Taxi? So Uber, we, we moved in, we moved in eight months before Uber. Yeah, okay. this is when Uber moved in and they were giving iPhones and taxi drivers went to making, you know, 60,000. They were giving iPhones? Yeah, 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 hey, Uber came with money. I've competed with Uber in multiple markets and uh, <laughs> I know that Uber, the Uber of today is not the Uber of, that time, you know, Uber that yeah, time. Yeah, that was that was market entry Uber, right? <laughs> they, they, that was Uber under Travis. Uber would come in and they would splash the cash, man. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite books is actually over here. It's called Upstart. Um, I don't know if you've read it. It's a no. great book. It talks about the the Uber story. They tell they talk about the trenches. They, they, ah, they yes, yes, about, yes, yes. Uh, and also behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's a great book. Check it out, Upstarts. Love people. Mm-hmm. Okay, love it. One of my best. Um, so, yeah, so when Uber, eventually, actually, Easy Taxi and Uber have the same investors. So they're kind of the same company. So eventually, mm-hmm. Easy Taxi exited the market. Goldman Sachs put in a ton of money in, in African Internet Group, which had six ventures. One of those ventures is Easy Taxi. And 
At the same time, they had just finished putting $2 billion in Uber. So part of that deal was that, you know, Uber is going to take every single market apart from South America. Easy taxi, you can go to South America. That was the deal. That's literally how Easy Taxi exited. It was, it, was, it, so, it was made on, the deal was made on paper, yeah. basically, in a boardroom. It was, it was made like way above, like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that was my first internet entrepreneurship, you know, where, I, and I, you know, from there, I, you know, I started as an intern. I was being, my, I remember actually being told the first job is go and tell people to download. I was like, literally, that was my job. Like, just get people to download this app. And your target is 60 per day. And how you do, how do you that, keep, up to you. How, how do you keep track? Where, how do you keep track of your numbers? How do they keep track of the downloads? Was there some way to track that? Or was it based on, <laughs> was it based on no, a owner system? There was a code. Okay. So, yeah, I did that for a week, two weeks. Um, I had exhausted all the people in my estate, all the people in my school, all my friends. <laughs> so my, my numbers started going down. <laughs> At the same time, I'm competing against someone who is very hungry, someone who's like walking from town to, to I don't know, bus road. To me. So that's when I actually went to my, uh, I remember being in the office, it's an open plan office, so the FD is there, it's Peng Chen. If you know Peng, Peng was my first boss, very sharp guy. I've been very lucky to work around very smart guys um, yeah. throughout my whole career. I really appreciate that. Uh, ex Wharton guy, super sharp guy. And, you know, at that point, I could see that I cannot just be walking and telling people, I don't, this is doing it the hardest. It's not me. So, <laughs> it's not me, but I gotta work, smart. I, I, I gotta work smarter than this. I, I, I was like, I'm gonna fail here if I do this. So, I actually, I remember in the morning at around 9 a.m. in the office, I actually, and that time I'm an intern, I have Stella, who was uh, my boss. She's like you know, deputy marketing manager. Then there's a marketing manager. She's an American lady. We're still good buddies. Then on top of that, then there's Peg. Now me at the bottom, I'm in front of her and I'm like, in the office, I'm like, when we're now doing debriefs, how many downloads did you do yesterday? I'm like, you guys are not using it. I remember these words. I said, I was like, you guys are not using it properly. And you know, when I, when I said that, I could just see, you could see people's heads turn. They were like, who's, who's this? What, <laughs> what, 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 who, the, what, you know, who? And then I could see, I'm like this, I, I, I just told them, I think you, this is the goal that you give me. I think I could do it a different way. You know, if you tell me to go out on the street and tell me one by one, I don't think that. So they were like, what? And then our peg is there, yeah. You know, I said that in front of everybody. <laughs> so, so they all and then I'm like, I'm like, just give me, give me a chance. Let me do it my way, um, and let's see. If so I, I put my head on the firing line there, like I was ready, like. <laughs> so you know what I did? I, I went back. I, I went, I went back to school because I was still in school, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going for class. I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do? I don't really have a plan, by the way. Yeah? But I knew the, the, the plans were You knew that their plans sucked. <laughs> yeah. It was the bottom of the barrel plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, no. There's got to be something better than that bad plan. <laughs> you knew that. But I go to school. I go to your go to class. I'm like, look, I have all these students. They take cards when they go out. Like, then I was like, okay, do I start? How can I get these USA students? I was like, USA guys are a bit pushy. Like, all right, it's going to take me longer. And I had been around school, so I had understood the political environments, you know, the right. student bodies, the dynamics. So what I did, yeah. So what I did is I went to I went to Daystar. 
and to the other side of town. And today, started to the student body, I told the chairman, I'm like, look, me, I know. Is, is it because Desta is, is less bougie than USAE? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, no, I, I just looked at you, so you know, they're going to waste time. These are going to be slow, guys. I'm like, this guy, my driver, you know. So I had to desta, yeah? Different, and, different market segment completely. <laughs> and, and, and also, yeah, like people who don't know me, you know. So I had to desta, I to the student body. I talked to my children. I'm like, I know you, you, you have a mandate to, you need to look like you're doing something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's good for the students. I know that you, that's your problem. Yeah. Uh, the students uh, over here, I know they take cabs and I know it's not safe sometimes when they take blind cabs or if they drive drunk or whatever that is. Mm. And me, I have this product that will help the students. I have, you know, get home safely. That will look good for you. Um, and then I also told him, I can also bring my MD to come and speak and motivate these guys. This guy has a great career. He's done this, he's done that, you know. And then I also have these free vouchers because, you know, they would give me at least a tax. They would give you vouchers for downloading to give 300 bob. If you download the app, I give you a voucher. So me, I already had the vouchers anyway. So I was like, right. this is this. Right. And, and, and then you say, what's this event? Every student, to make sure people show up, every student who shows up would give them a voucher. This guy was good. Literally, within like four, four days, we had organized an event, flyers, everything. Pancake and you know, Pancake, and there were five. There were, we actually were planning for 400 people in the auditorium, 500 guys showed up, man. And they Fantastic. all downloaded the app in one minute. They're all like, you know, I the student body did, they talked. Uh, I came, I said a little bit, I introduced the product, I introduced Pank, Pank spoke, and then at the end, I told everybody to download, and they all downloaded like bang, amazing. I got five. I got five hundred downloads in one hour, and these guys were telling me to get sixty per day. Uh, from that day, I never did that job again. <laughs> that this was a very critical point in my career, by the way. Let me tell you. Uh -huh. this, I, <laughs> I was, I was being very cocky. I could have, could have gone the other way. But from that day on, now you know, I just attacked everybody. They, 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 they started trusting me. They let me do things my way. I became an assistant to the social media marketing. She didn't know how to design. Pen used to design. I'm like, oh, we need to do design. I started doing design myself, Photoshop. So I can actually design. My first designs were very, very ugly, but I used to think they were so good in those days when I look at them right now. But you look at them now, you want to say, who did this stuff? <laughs> who did that, Mike? And you know, what is that? You know, uh, I did that. I became good. I became good at that. I did digital marketing. I eventually, I eventually you know, within a year and a half, I had done a little bit in Christmas startup. You know, mm -hmm. I would support paying in everything you wanted to do. Um, corporate accounts, selling, like I had done a little bit of everything, the tech, the product. So even that, that time when, when now he's actually, actually even now when Uber did this investment, we were told to wind down. They actually left me to wind down the business, literally. Um, but I really loved it, that, that experience. That was my first uh, entrepreneurship after that. Because I was very passionate to to that, uh, you know, revolutionizing transport. I was, yeah. I was that, I, that mission had gripped me uh, and I was not done with it. Uh, within a week after we shut down, I was like very sad. I'm like, what, have, what am I gonna do? In the office, there are people who, you know, who have about to have a baby. There are people who are just like, there was someone who had joined and quit a company a week before we got shut down. I felt she's oh, wow. doing very well. I was like, wow. The people are going through worse things than me. Even me, if I, I lost my job, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Funny enough, within that same next week, I got five offers. Uh, it was extremely humbling from different companies. 
I don't talk about this, but there's even an instance where they actually interview someone who used to work with me to ask them, is this young guy really who he is? Like, you know, that's <laughs> Uh, I eventually took a role at Mondo, which was a very scrappy startup, crappiest tech I've dealt with to date. Uh, uh, and I look at I, I look I look at what I'm doing today. I, you know, it's a combination of experience of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, we 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 didn't we didn't have money. I joined Mondo within a week. I'm being told go to Tanzania. I go to Tanzania. And what was Mondo? Is it what is Mondo doing? Mondo. What was Mondo? Is still taxi, taxi, taxi hailing. Mondo right. Mondo rider. Yeah, uh, right. So, right. some guys who had launched in Saudi, they spent too much money there. They came to Africa. Funny enough, businesses, even Bolt, you know, Bolt, I've met with a founder, is a friend of mine. I talked to him quite a bit, and they have literally tried for like four years and did not crack it. They literally mm. got their first traction in Africa. That's where mm. Bolt took off. By the way, they mm. had tried mm. Europe. What, what, what? Africa is the one that set them off. Um, so me, I'm at Mondoride, uh, I've joined. For four days in, I'm being told, you're going to Tanzania to be the country manager. I go to Tanzania, they, and that time I'm still winding down this taxi. <laughs> I told them I have an extra month in this company, I need to wind it down. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. let's keep moving. Um, I, go, I go to TZ my first time. I was actually replacing uh, a 42-year-old German guy. That time oh, wow. I was 22. I was Jesus. And I, uh-huh. I and I remember be, being in the, and I'm I'm coming in as a country manager in this Tanzania, you know how Tanzania is, isn't it? Um, different. I, I, I'm having dinner, you know, with our VP who's brought me there to like do the handover. I'm having dinner with this other guy and the CEO. And and I'm like, at first I'm the only black guy here. Number two, I'm like the youngest guy here. I'm You're like, the youngest by a country mile. <laughs> so I took over. That guy had been there for three months. It didn't work. I think culture is a mile. Massive issue for people of exiting. I actually literally had to read the labor laws for Tanzania in two days. It took me three hours to Google and find a copy of that document in English because it's all in Swahili, which is not my strong. <laughs> read that. I managed those exits, like, because it's a very sensitive thing in Tanzania. You uh, do the business. I remember times we didn't even have money, we we're running out of funding. I've not paid rent. My apartment is the office because I've made the living room an office and put desks and everything. I've not been paid for three months. I'm not being paid as Holy much as I should, be paid. I should be paid like three, four times what they pay me. I know that. So they just they basically like, handed you a poison chalice. I'm getting, yeah, I'm literally getting there. Um, I'm giving, I'm going into my little savings to give a guy $100, $200, like who's got oh. this? Hold on. And I'm in another country and I'm not even paid rent. I have to go into fish, man. Like literally. Jesus you Christ. Know, you know that you know the CEO of, of, of Mondo, who is one of the other really sharp guys I've worked with. He's, uh, he's now a big VC in Dubai, uh, ex Goldman Sachs guy. He actually is one of the guys who built Groupon. This guy, after he came and told me, like, about, you know, now after we went down that slump, we didn't have money, we raised money, we we are competing against Uber. We we can't we can't fight them. You know, that's why I learned to don't fight giants with sticks. You have to play the gorilla, you know. We we we, we focused on corporate. We built a business that actually hit a six-figure US dollar month for month revenue. You know, mm-hmm. now once we've done that, these guys are having dinner. It's like, you know, when we sent you to Tanzania, we thought you were going to die, man. We don't even know how you did it. I'm like, what? You guys knew what you were doing? <laughs> oh, my God. They were like, let's get the, the greenest 22-year-old 
I'm giving this thing and let's see what happens, man. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I even respect them for just doing that. Um, so yeah, I did that. Um, and then uh, once that scaled up, now that's when I think when Opera, you know, which is originally Norwegian, got invested, it got acquired by, by you know, a consortium of Chinese investors who came on board and we have 250 million users across the world. In Europe, America, it's going down. In Africa, Asia, it's going up. Uh, you're just giving them a browser. Can you do more? That's why the whole, even the motto opera became do more. They came in and said, can we do more? Certainly they were looking for guys to check who, you know, national, who know what they're doing. Um, so I'm in TZ, I'm training people. I get a call. I'm like, there's some people in Kenya. They want to meet you. Uh, this is the recruiters. Uh, this is like a Tuesday. They're like, they're, they're here until Friday. Can you meet them? I'm like, I'm in Tanzania. Um, uh, I didn't tell my team. I called my bro. He helped me get the flight back because Mondo still not paying me enough. <laughs> uh, I landed the next day. Uh, I went and I met the guys at uh, at Capital Club. Uh, you know, they told me about Opera. They're looking to hire. They're looking for you know a director of products, a director of products slash BD in in East Central Africa. They need people who've been there, done that. Um, yeah, and, and and that was it. Literally, my first, my opera interviews, one of them was in an iPhone store. Um, the second one, which I didn't expect it because I was, I just happened to be in the lift with the CEO of Opera, uh, another really sharp guy, you know, at, at Capital Club from ground to seventh floor. He's like, oh, you're Brian. Oh, I've heard about you. Bang, let me give you three questions. Just a, <laughs> like, I get to the top. Then I, that's when I do my interview with my former boss. He's called Nuno, great guy. Uh, a lot of my bosses, I, like I said, I've worked with the best guys that trusted me. Nuno, is, he was the VP of managers and acquisition. He had been at Opera for 15 years. These are the OGs, man. And, you know, we had a foot five minute. After that, he literally just told the rest of like HR interview, Ops interview, but then those were just procedural. Um, okay. Then I joined Opera. Um, I joined Opera to, to look after OP in East Africa. Uh, we built OP in Sifa Towers over here. We had Swedish, the Swedish developers from Opera. We borrowed a small team. Uh, they lived in Radius of Blue for three months and we built MVP. At the same time, when I'm meeting customers, I'm trying to bring requirements. I still actually have a lot of ideas that I wanted to execute with Opera that I've not done yet, but I've been mm. <laughs> um, and, and I actually joined Opera because I was like, oh, we're going against the Pesa. I hate buying Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> Through eight steps, man. I'm like, why the hell am I buying that? I have to go like, like you know, when you buy a hatchet, oh, it's like 10 nightmare. steps. Mm-hmm. Now at Opera, it's more where I left the good. Um, again, you see, we, we didn't even have a product. We built the product. So all the members, you have a product or you don't have a product. You have resources, you have a market, and you have a goal. And you're just mm-hmm. told to figure it out, literally. Yep. And, uh, that's the pretty much how it's been. So yeah, we built that beautiful product. We tried to get licenses. I have, I, I, I can, I, I even learned that every time you go to the bank, wear a tie. <laughs> the time I was in a little, <laughs> I was, I was in a little uh, meeting. Yeah, uh, for CBK, I actually met the Grab CEO at that time, which was uh, just very high level. Yeah, uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, the HQ on Thicker Road over there, mm-hmm. and uh, a very small group again. Guys who are like 40, 50, 60, about like 25, 25 there. Mm. And I, I, I wore a blazer. 
I was short and mm-hmm. somebody wear a tie. Then hey, I really everybody is wearing a tie. And the guy who who's like, this is now Patrick the Rogers guy, is that his main mm-hmm. director team. Because they know me. And that time I was watching mm-hmm. with, with, with Eddie Dishu at that time. And they're like, he even made fun of me in his opening remarks. For those guys who do not have ties, I have uh, a few in my boots. You can see me after. <laughs> yeah. Literally, you know, everybody looks, I am the only guy without a tie. And it's like really old senior guys. Particularly sat right in front of me. They roll right in front of me. Uh, so I learned that. Uh, but yeah, we built a beautiful product. We, we we tried to enter the market in all the ways we could. Nigeria, go to market strategy worked. We acquired company. It, it is what it is today. Uh, I worked with a lot of guys. A lot of my guys who advised me, who I talked to, uh, my ex-opera colleagues. You know, there's a little bit of an opera marketing coming up. Um, there's a few YC companies. With, um, yeah. Then now I did a, I did open for you know about a year, eight eight months. Um, then after that, cause we were, we were very focused in Nigeria and I'm in East Africa. Then they moved me, they even scrapped a few guys here. They moved me now to, I helped Okash a little bit for three months that in, in you know, getting their collection system set up. I remember the first Okash guys, we had given out a hundred K and we're like, we need money back. You know, we need some money back. And literally at that point, we hired like six guys in one day we were like, you take these 100 numbers, call, here's 1,000 book credit, like literally just that manual. And then when wow. we finished that job, we had systems that would actually call, that would that would automate, that would link to your KPIs, like we, we systemized the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, after that, I did a bit of, uh, of the operating side. I helped, you know, hire just the first editors and get them an office. Then I moved to the browser which now I did a lot of BD. So I, I, I've, I've done a lot of different things and moved around as very much to do that. Um, on the Opera browser side, that's when I was interacting a lot with the teams in Europe, the teams in the States, and so, SA, et cetera. And uh, I really got to understand how the big tech companies do business together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, uh, yep, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating world. You know, I, I had high targets, so you, know, you, you need to close $150,000. Um, I left those guys with a $400,000 deal when I left then. And you know, I'm leaving and Oprah is actually, the, Oprah was the first company that was paying me properly. Like mm. that, that was, mm. everything I was doing is cause I loved it. It's not cause mm. my, um, but Oprah's, I loved it and they were paying me properly. And yeah, I left Oprah, man. I didn't, you know, it was hard. I, I gave my guys three months notice, you know, um, and uh, I went to Star Wars and literally um, that was it. And yeah, there's still some of my best friends. Um, yeah, I remember sending my resignation letter. I was there with my co-founders. Like, I'm like, guys, look, I even, they even helped me edit it. Like, look, 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 I'm about to present. I'm from here. <laughs> there's no time in back. Don't go next to me. Mike and my son, right? Now. Bang. I pressed it. Um, yeah, and I learned a lot from opera as well. Uh, yeah, and then 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 started while I was in here today. So that's the entrepreneurship side of things. Yeah, I think it's one o'clock. Oh, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are halfway through this pro- more than halfway through this podcast. We haven't even gone into the the, the Wowsy story. So we'll kind of try and kind of cut through the, the main points here, um, and just kind of give give as much background as we can. Um, so idea genesis. Okay, so you've done all this stuff. I mean. 
taking a lot of lessons. I mean, what was it? What, what was that time frame we were talking about? Was that between Easy Taxi and that Wowzy, uh, you know, email, right? What what time frame is this? That's about eight and a half years. Eight and a half years. Solid, solid. Okay, yeah. so you've you've paid your dues. Yeah. You've done your almost ten thousand hours of it, you know, innovation driven venture building, essentially. <laughs> and then Wowzy. So where did the idea come from? First of all, before we go there, what is Wowzy? Tell the audience what Wowzy is, and then where did the idea come from? Definitely, yeah. So, so, so at, at Wowzy, we're we're you know we're working to to drive global growth for all kinds of businesses through creating technology that supports creator-led social commerce. Uh, that that's Wowzy in a nutshell. Um, the platform is multi-sided. There's a an, a, an application um, for creators, for influencers, for individuals that you can download, sign up, you know, put your preferences and get gigs. On the other side is a platform that brands, small businesses, development agencies, marketing agencies use to create campaigns, marketing campaigns. So as it was today, it's an influencer marketing platform, you know, and, and the real idea behind Wowzy is people trust people like I, most, yeah. Like no matter what, um, you know, um, I, I think some of the best businesses in the world are the ones that that appeal to 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 to, hit to the human nature of people. I think mm. you need to hit people in three places: either either here, either here in the heart, or, or down there. Those are the... <laughs> so head, heart, and groin. <laughs> and groin <laughs> and the groin, yeah. One of those, there you've got the guy and, and, and some businesses that can get all of those. Cause even if you look at Ampesa, it's not that you can send money. It's the fact that you can send your grandmother money. That makes your heart feel good. You know, right. um, Microsoft Excel, right. it helps you think it's logic. So, so yeah, so yeah, the idea behind Wowzy was people trust people like I, we, 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 we developed a mission in microfinance. We didn't even have the idea before, uh, we wanted to connect capacity and opportunity. And that was the, one of the, the greatest insights. People trust people like that. Like there's, there's so much that, that is in social capital that not be, you do, you can't that it's not it. been monetized. Yes. It's not been, it's, it's not many business models have monetized social capital effectively. And those that have, have done well. Uh, word of mouth goes yeah. way further than any ad. Mm-hmm. It's the best seller. So how can we organize word of mouth? How can we, and you know, I remember even now when they got the idea <laughs> among some other few battles uh, at 2 a.m. in the morning, and, and then I had to like convince my co-founders like this, because even then they had ideas uh, in the first two, three weeks. And they actually, like I remember that we were having a meeting at Lavalache and um, I only went to Lavalache because we have an office. I, I chose Lavalache because I saw it on Janet Bugo's page. And I know Janet Bugo because I know Eddie very well. And it, so that, and it was like a new restaurant. So I was like, okay, let's go try this new restaurant. So I've already, we mm-hmm. already there through social capital. We right. get there. Hassan gets there. He loves flowers and, you know, nature. He loves it. Like, oh man, this place is beautiful. Pop, 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 pop. Take pictures, left and right. Yeah. Put, put, put it on Facebook. 
send put on Facebook, then he puts his phone down, and then we start the meeting. That time I'm presenting an exam, I'm presenting just too much about jump for a week. And then when we finish, and I'm trying to convince him, like, this is what we should do. Well, what, what was your idea? Finish. What was your idea? It was it was wowsy now. It was now wowsy. Uh -huh. And what, 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 what were you what, saying you could do? What if everybody could be an influencer? You know, um, you know, we know what a celebrity does. Because everybody's an influencer for the most part. It's, it's not, the, that's, person, the question is, the question is, a, is a moot point because actually everybody's an influencer. It, they already are. You know, the person who's going to convince the Mama Boba the most is the Mama Boba next to her. That's the perfect. Yeah, exactly. Even if you're a politician, whatever it is, there's nobody's gonna beat the friend that, 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 the next that, to yeah. your peer. Your peer. Yeah. <laughs> peer pressure yep. is the son of a gun. <laughs> yes, it is. It's it a is. hell of a drug. It is. And, and, and for us, you know, we're, we're looking at we're, we're we're primarily building peer-driven, localized, natural, trust-based economies. That's what we're really organizing and building. So so that, that was the idea. So, and uh, yeah, so when Hassan picked up his phone, um, I could see his phone because he had just put it on Facebook. When he picked it up, he had like six comments like, hey, where's this place? It looks nice. And you know, Hassan's rep, he's, he's influential, he's rep. I'm like, right. you see exactly what you've just done there? I'm like, that is what I'm talking about. That, yeah, that. So that is and, social commerce. That's word, monetizing what a book. How do, we, how do we extract value from that activity? You, you've eaten that lunch, you've eaten that lunch. Um, so yeah, that's where we started. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, it, it caught on, um, did a bit more research. Yeah, then we started moving, then we just started moving. Yes. And I think where we are today, I think we've, we've, you know, when we started, I used to tell people that we just done 1%. I think right now we're probably at like two or three, two, three. Two percent. Uh, and and when, and when yeah. was it when you guys launch? How long ago is this? This is we launched in May 2020. So okay. now we've started Wowzy. We have quit, Michael's quit. <laughs> you know, we, we yeah. literally used the savings that we used to make, which we were getting paid very well. Um, we tightened up our belts, you know, in our life. We moved from like you literally send your mom credit. Uh if you go out, you probably just have a beer, that's it. Everything else into the business. Uh, literally it was like that. And we would work on Wowsy from like, I remember at iHub, we got this little office. I would see the watchman, like, I would get into the office at 5 a.m. So I'd see mm -hmm. the night watchman. He opens mm -hmm. the gate for me. Mm -hmm. I, I I work until 6, 7 on Wowsy. Then from, mm -hmm. I, I go down, I get like a, a snack from one of those new restaurants. From like 8 to like 11, we're doing consulting. And that's the money that oh. was actually paying the bills. And then I leave the office at like 12, the same, same night get. Then I still see him in the morning. Those guys used to wander like, man. <laughs> wow. Well, wow. That's, that's, that's what it takes, we, man. We yeah. bootstrap like that. We literally put our savings in, everything we had. And then we, we consult on the side. Uh, you know, every two, three months, get a $30,000 check, but put it in the business. Um, you know, so, so. So yeah, so that, that, that's how we started. So, and yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a beautiful journey. Now, when we launched May 2020, we started building the product in August, okay, mm -hmm. end of August, September. By December- What were you doing between uh, May 
what, what were you doing between May and August? What was, what was that phase? So that phase, so we did a lot of tests. So we did, I remember the first Wowsy was on WhatsApp and Ampesa. And this is where I'm at right now with, the, with what we're, you know, the future next Wowsy. Uh, it's back to basics. I love it, man. Like, mm-hmm. forget about this noise that we, you know, great companies actually, there's a lot of noise sometimes. Right. Um, right. So what we were doing is minimum viable tests. I remember the first test to figure, to test this thing. Um, we got, uh, I mean, we know what a celebrity does because I had actually used influencers. Uh, in when I was doing Android, I, you know, I got a musician because in terms of me, it's very, you know, it's a very social place. Yeah. And then Uber came there and hired Diamond. Bang! I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> they took your playbook and doubled down on that big time. <laughs> you know, they, they they had Diamond driving people as a driver. Man, I was like, oh, but we still wow. we still competed. We're still competing. Now I need my influencer. <laughs> this is why I love the proposal. I've paid this year up front. Yeah. I've told, I've recruited 200 drivers. I've told them from Saturday, you're getting jobs. I even have this celebrity. You like this guy? He's going to push this thing. We, we are giving one. You know, that guy slept, man. I'm like, what? I'm what? Like, I'm Hold on. Uh, yeah. He slept through the launch. Yeah, man. He was supposed to be putting content out from Friday night to Saturday morning to this. This guy slept and woke up at 4 I'm like, what? That time I'm balancing like 200 drivers. You don't trust me. Yeah? Don't try, don't try to <laughs> wow. So, that, that was the first pain point. <laughs> you, you kind of, this is so funny. It's to, your, to Eric's point, your co-founder. You connect the dots backwards. So Wowsy was something was percolating in your spirit because you had already been using influencer marketing in your previous plays, right? And now right, here yeah. you are, you, you, it, it, this is fascinating. Uh-huh. So Mbessa and WhatsApp. Okay. User test. What, what, what's minimum viable product? Let's go. I, I actually call it the minimum viable test. Just not even the minimum viable product. <laughs> not even product. <laughs> test. Yeah, I it love it. Have. It's yeah. a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to borrow that. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm doing a few of those right now. So I'm actually having a lot of fun. If you look at my, I have whiteboards across all over there. It's just like... Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, we, I want to just, you know, if we get normal people to create content, push content, we did actually push the needle. So we got this, you know, friends, family, uh, who gave us, uh, there's a restaurant in the CBD near INM. You're like, where we pay influencers, we, we spent $50,000 and, and you know, we did research and like we spoke to over 1500 people from your border guy to the CEO, to the marketing uh, agents, to every single body. Yeah. I mean, let, let's repeat that, let's repeat that number. Let me, let, let's repeat that number because it's so important because most entrepreneurs in, in, in our markets generally build a product and then they go and try and sell it to the first customer. They completely skip this whole process of conversations and getting the data and getting the reactions of the market just from a conversational paper market research perspective. It is so critical. You guys went over and above 1,500. Fantastic. Go ahead. For for one month, that's what we were doing now between May and August. For one month, we were, you know, we would have every Thursday, we would have a, a focus group. Uh, I remember our day one, Victoria, she joined on day two, I call her, she joined day two, day one, I was alone in the office. Uh, How did you convince her to join? 
So Mike, Mike had, runs this thing. Mike loves mentoring. He has, he has a program called Presidential Fellows where people who studied abroad who were coming back, trying to take back in, we would help them. You know, this is the time. Was That's cool. So Mike, That's Mike picked cool. one person really quick. I'm like, Mike, we need one person, yeah? Mike said, I got it. But this is like on a Thursday or Tuesday, Victoria's in the office. Victoria doesn't even know what browsing is, man. That time, even though I explain it, it's not the most simple way to explain this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've, I've, <laughs> Still much of it is in <laughs> I remember, I remember Victoria's first day, she's like, she just walked in, she doesn't know what's going on. And I'm like, this is what we're doing. Just, I, can't, I don't have enough time to explain to you. I'm going to turn to buy laptops. I'll come back and explain to you again. Like, she, I just left her hanging there. She's like, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> gazing at the ceiling. <laughs> uh, so, so, so that test was, it involved, we got this, you know, there's a, and when we did this research, we went to Kibera, we went to everywhere, man. I remember even being in, and this gets slapped in Sub Saharan Africa. When 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 really makes it is when the person who's running a small business in my avenue, that is you know a meter uh, meter and a half, but a meter and a half squared, when they use Wowzy and they make money, we've we've done something. Like we, right now, we are we are serving the biggest enterprise you know globally. But when that happens, because I went there and. And I made everybody also do this. I made everybody go to the ground. Mike, Victoria, well, at the little other interview, everybody, everybody had to go and do that. Mm. Like whether you don't do it today, don't do it tomorrow, but everybody had to go and do that. Mm-hmm. And I met this lady and I could see in her stall, she had like a heel and then she had put her phone there. You know, the way people have like pop sockets or like a phone holder. She was using her phone, mm-hmm. she just watching stuff. So I'm like, right. how do you study how do you your product? She's like, um, I spend, you know, you know, in a month between a hundred dollars to you know hundred and fifty dollars on Facebook ads. I also, wow. give, mm. I also give news anchors my dresses and for free, and then they wear it. And that was her wow. biggest sales channel. She would have ten dresses that look the same. She'll give it to a news anchor for free, and that's where all these news anchors get their clothes on. Mm. For free. Once that person posts it, if she posts on Friday on Saturday, yeah. she's sold. She sold the other 10. Bam. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. So now when you've got all these insights, uh, we've got a business, we're running out to test, you know, the restaurant, they give us, they, they told us that we, we spent 50 K we give it to these two influencers. They're celebrities. They're, they're like, okay, for one month, we'll give it to you. They give us the 50 K. Me and Mike have got that check. The first check, we held it like this. <laughs> 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 Um, and we split that check. So they were doing very well on breakfast. I mean, on lunch and dinner, breakfast, not too good. So they, you know, they were charging 400 for a particular breakfast. They said, you know, for us to track it, we'll make it 350 for this month. And you guys just promote the breakfast. We won't do nothing else. About 50 K we got three K. We got a photographer who just took nice photos of that clothing, like so many different angles. Uh, I got Victoria, I told Victoria, just hire six students. We just, this is what we need them to do. We're going to give each student 10 photos of the food or five photos. We'll give them pre-described captions. So like 10 captions, everybody has 10 different captions and the photo, and we give them 2,000 bob. And every Monday and Friday, they would go and hang around the outside that restaurant and say, Hey, uh, my name is Brian. I'm promoting this restaurant. Uh, we want to do it through social media. I will pay you 200 if you, if I send you this photo on WhatsApp and this caption and you post, Right now, I look at page 200. I send it to you right now. That was the test. 
We did that for four weeks, Mondays and Fridays. And eventually mm. we ended up starting mm. to stop people who work in the same places. You know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you work in this band, you know, you'll see your friend who you also follow because he's your friend mm. and you work mm-hmm. together. You'll see him post mm-hmm. about this breakfast. You see this happens. And then eventually the breakfast actually moved. And we're like, if you can do this at a micro level, and the people we stopped were, you know, we stopped people. First and foremost, me, I thought my team was going to be put, caught by uh, uh, Kanjo. Kanjo. I didn't tell them. <laughs> I didn't tell them that. I, I, yeah. I, I think... Brian, you're just going to bail them out or even probably even just get me one. Yeah. What was going to be your move? <laughs> Last day, the market get me on zero. That was it. That was the two options. But I, I'll be very concerned. Like, are you guys okay? Because that, that was my actual concern. Then they're thinking, like, you know. So they sure. did that and did that very well. Nice. Enough, one of the guys there is actually one of the, he's grown very well. He's now product team, now super proud of him. He's like, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. I, I, I love seeing people grow, man. I, and, and even going beyond, go beyond me, go beyond, go, you know. So, so yeah, we did that. We did that. Uh, we saw the results, and then now at the same time, now I'm trying to because I had, I had experienced tech. I had a bit of the bad, the good, the ugly. I had you know worked with rocket engineer. The culture was okay, you know, mm-hmm. high pressure. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. tech was mediocre. Mm-hmm. Works. Mundo, the tech was horrible. I remember the first time our uh, developers <laughs> came to the country. I'm like, so this is what a developer looks like. And like a guy with an Acer laptop. My like, face. <laughs> oh my days. You've never seen a developer uh, before or what, man? I had, but but you know, I we, the, I'm like, like this is you know, we're running You're a flying business. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're running a bit, we're serving banks, we're serving this, and then we have like two, three developers. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Uh, and then Opera. On OPs, where I worked with the best developers, man. And yeah. a lot of my friends, I talked to them. I saw, man, like, wow, man, oh, it was amazing. Like, you could, you know, when you come with an idea and, and you talk to the market and you see how it gets translated into a solution so fast. Amazing. Yeah. And the quality. Yeah. That's that's magic, but man. I said, uh, when I was doing all I'm like, well, this is a Global idea. We're now going, going to chase world class. We're doing this world class. So I, was, I didn't want. Which to I love that about you guys. I, you know, when we met and you told me that you went for world class devs internationally, which is counterintuitive to our market. I was like, holy shit, these guys are different. They're taking this thing very, very because product is everything in a lot of ways, right? I mean, if your product yeah. is fantastic, all you gotta crack is go to market, and if you're done your market research, then it goes. That's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, at that same time, I'm looking for talent because I had seen good, bad, ugly talent. I had, I had seen a bit of all of that. So, and yeah. I, I was like, we're going to play here. And I looked everywhere. Man, that was such, hey, man, I missed those days. Um, from, well, I didn't spend that much time in India, from Germany to New York. New York, I got another number is like oh thank you very much <laughs> you know um <laughs> exactly the price yeah, of i'm trying to find, find a team like nowhere else um yeah then got some great guys man um the guys who started out with wowzy you had guys who had you know who had been part of the forming skype teams you know get you know like guys who built like the first skype mobile app we had guys from bolts that's why i'm friends with the whole founder because you know, where they started is very close to where we started. You know, I met him one time and I told him that I'm like, he's like, why are you, you know the you know the back of my 
neck of my woods very close. Um, looking for talent, then August, September, we're scoping it out. We're, you know, debating, arguing with now. I had a product to today. Um, and then, uh, yeah, September, the, the, the bill started. December, we had the first app, which was very crappy, buggy. We had people in the room, they're testing. By Feb, we had now the advertiser web app ready. By March 2020, we had both ready and we were like, okay, let's sell a few customers that like 30 bugs. Um, let's start serving our friends, the ones who don't mind if we give them a crappy service. Uh, then at the end of April, end of March there, uh, early April, we were ready. And then that's when COVID happened. And then I'd been, I even climbed Mount Kenya in December because I was like, whatever we want to do, I can't do it to launch this thing. And I know it's going to be hard. It's gonna, I climb up. I was like, this is just, even this year, I'm going to do something hard like that. I, I'm thinking of either Mount Kilimanjaro or, uh, or Skydive, one of those two things. <laughs> uh, as, you as you prepare for your next phase. Listen, uh, yeah. Ryan, this story is fascinating. We both have, we've been through an hour. What I would like to do is preserve for part two, right? Yeah. So we can, we can put yeah. this out. And so that okay. the people can actually hear this first part because your story is dope. And then we can continue with part two, maybe in a month or something like that. Or even next week, if you're on your vacation, we can actually pick it up and continue. Yeah, yeah, we can do it. Even next week is good. I do not mind. I'm, I'm 